wasn't chosen. I was just like the next baby coming down the pike. So they took me you know, like, it wasn't like I want her. People would say to me, aren't you gonna look like, expecting everyone to look? And I was like, why would I look for these people who kicked me out? Like, obviously they want nothing to do with me. I still think like any day they could just decide to be done with me. Chris was adopted in the baby scoop era by a family who didn't think they could have children. To their surprise, when she was five years old, they did have a child of their own. She says she did not ever feel like she was treated differently because she was adopted, but it wasn't a subject that was really discussed. But because of this and how negative it seemed when it was ever mentioned, she never told anyone she was adopted until she got engaged to her husband. When she signed up with a search angel, mostly out of curiosity, She was surprised that they were able to find her mother's obituary pretty quickly. The reunion with her maternal siblings was short-lived and left her with questions that were never answered. Here is my interview with Chris. How old were you when you were adopted and where were you adopted from? I was 10 months old. I was adopted from Angel Guardian Orphanage or Angel Guardian Home, I think it was called back then, in Brooklyn. I was you know, given up immediately and went to two foster homes before being adopted, which is kind of what they used to do, I think, just sort of bounce you around a little bit to make sure you were, you know, sort of quality merchandise and weren't going to be sick or get sent back or something like that. So was the agency that you were adopted through a religious organization? Yes, absolutely. Catholic. Catholic home, yes. The family you were adopted in, did you grow up with any siblings? Well, Unplanned, because they didn't think it would happen, but when I was five, my sister was born. So yes, we grew up together. And did you ever feel like you were treated differently than her, her being their biological child? Nope. I couldn't tell any difference. So how did you find out that you were adopted? Um, I don't really remember finding out. I always knew. So I don't, you know, I guess that was just always told to me. Okay. Was that something that you were able to like openly talk about with your adoptive parents when you were growing up? Well, I mean, my mother would ask me if I had questions and I would just say no, because I don't even know if I really did. I didn't feel like, I just didn't feel like the whole thing was going to be very transparent anyway. I felt like there was a lot of lies and secrets. So, you know, I just got the vibe like, shut up. So I did. (laughs) And I was uncomfortable. I never discussed it with anybody ever growing up. Like, uh, the word made me sick. I was like, don't say it. I don't want to think about it or know it. So did you ever think about looking for your birth family? And why did you decide that you wanted to eventually? (sighs) I never thought about it until my father died. So I was an adult with children already I just never thought about it people would say to me you know aren't you gonna look expecting everyone to look and I was like why would I look for these people who kicked me out like obviously they want nothing to do with me I'm not gonna go back for more rejection thank you and I also thought it was pretty much a lost cause because you know being from Brooklyn so many people like how am I ever gonna find them I don't really have any information to go on and then when DNA came out like I thought that was a little more hopeful but so yeah I didn't My father dying made me think 
maybe I should look because maybe these people are still alive. And also then there wasn't the risk of like hurting him, which I thought I would do if he found out I was looking. So you guys never really talked about it and they never expressed whether or not they would be supportive of you searching? Correct. But I really don't think they would have been supportive. So I never told my mother that I did. Like I couldn't bring myself to tell her because I figured there's no way she'd be supportive. And I think my father would have been just totally hurt. I think my mother would have been really pissed. So, (laughs) yeah. Was there any information that you had before you started searching? I had the non-identifying information from the orphanage, which tells you, you know, your mother was this old when you were born and, Mm -hmm. you know, no names or whatever, but just vague information to go on. But what I didn't realize I had was her maiden name, which I just saw on an adoption form. It was like written in on the margin differently. And I was like, what is this name about? Let me just like stick it in my head. This was as a teenager. And that's ultimately what helped me find her before I used DNA to find my father. It's crazy. I hear stories where it's like something was written or something was not crossed out that was supposed to be. And it's like, right, right. you think they would have been a little more careful. you know? Yeah, they just had her name written right on there, but didn't say who it was. But, you know, clear as day, it said Gribben. And I'm like, maybe this means something. Let me stick it in the back of my mind. Yeah. For decades. Huh. How did you eventually start searching for your birth mother? Did you just use the last name? I wasn't even sure it was her last name. I just sort of put that into an online questionnaire that I came up with sort of accidentally when my friend was adopting a child. And I was online looking through adoption stuff. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll fill in my info. It won't do any good, but what the heck, right? It's easy. It's free. And I stuck in her name and like the information, you know, where I was from. And a search angel helped me come up with my mother who was already dead so the main name was in the obituary and I think that's what clicked it to get her for me Mm -hmm. and so yeah they came back really quick with who they thought she was and it turned out to be true so they did all that research without any DNA or anything this was before you had done anything like that correct okay that's good work yeah I was amazed did you get a chance to look at her obituary and see if she had any other children yes She had six children with her husband. The first one was born when I was three. So she got married when I was two and then had like six kids. So I guess she liked having babies. Well, she was also very Catholic, which is kind of ironic because you got pregnant out of wedlock. But I guess you didn't like birth control, but you didn't mind having sex before you were married. I don't know. Yeah, that seems to be (laughs) like the absolution, I guess, is that you give the baby up for adoption. I don't know. Right. So were you able to get in contact with any of your half-siblings? Yes. I was speaking to a brother. There's five boys and a girl that my mother had after me. So there was one brother I was in contact with pretty regularly. And, you know, we were planning to meet. It was all going well. I kept saying to him, you should tell your siblings. Like, why don't you tell somebody? And he really couldn't bring himself to do it. So I did it, and when that happened, basically none of them would be in contact with me, including him. So that kind of blew it all up for whatever reason, which they never told me why. Kind of strange. I've heard of, like, birth mothers asking not to contact their children, but I've never heard of a sibling asking don't contact the other siblings. 
Well, somehow, yeah, I don't really know what their conversation was, but I can only assume it was something like that. Hmm. Because he was okay with me until I told the other ones. Did anyone know about your birth or adoption? None of the siblings did. But one of them gave me info on a cousin of my mother's who I contacted. And she knew about me through an anonymous note she got before my mother got married saying that my mother gave up a baby for adoption. And I said, did you ever talk to my mother about it? And she she said no. So she knew about me. But my mother didn't know she knew, so I was never discussed. You know, I was just really the skeleton in the closet that no one wanted to let out. So how long has it been that they haven't had contact with you? At least 10 years, probably a little more. Hmm. Yeah. That's really strange. Like, life's so short. I don't know why people would waste time doing that. Right, including, like, their children, which now that I've done DNA, I see some of They would be like, my nephews have done DNA, and I message them through Ancestry, like, do you know how we're related? And none of them will say anything to me. So Hmm. it's like, these people know how not to talk, I think. That family just is really good at secrets. Yeah, that's bizarre. (laughs) So after your experience with your maternal family, you still felt like you wanted to search for your birth father, correct? Ultimately, yes, but... It took a little while. I was like, I can't, you know, I can't go through this anymore. And it was on and off. I have to, I can't, I must, I should, you know, I was like up and down with it all the time. But again, I thought like life is short. What if he's alive? Let me just give it a try. Mm -hmm. And all I could figure to do at that point was the DNA test. That was like the last thing I could think of. When you did the DNA, did you have a close match or did you have a search angel help you again? I had a, um, a first cousin match. He figured out his uncle was my father. Did he have any other children, your father? He did. He had a a son who's about a year older than me with his first wife. Then they broke up and my mother was his girlfriend. I was born. And then I don't know how much later, a little while later, he married his wife that he was with until he died. And they had four children. So my father had five other kids total aside from me. So were you able to connect with them? And what was it like to connect with them? So I've connected with all of them. And he had told them I was out there. So not to be shocked, you know, like he wanted to hear from me, which Mm. was amazing to me and life changing. Like, oh, my God, he didn't hate me after, you know, not to mention, I didn't even know if he knew about me. But not only did he know about me, but he wanted to keep me, apparently. But they've all been really lovely to me. So it's been a really positive thing to connect with his side of the family. Even his wife, who maybe wouldn't be that friendly towards me, has been lovely. That's really cool. Do any of them live close by? Do you talk to them often? Not super close. I mean, I'm in Virginia. They're in New York. And actually, the older one, the first son from the first marriage is in California. But I've met them all. And I do... It's been a while, but I do go to New York now and then and try to meet up with as many as I can because they're all really around the same small town where they mostly grew up. So, you know, it's nice. Gone to some family weddings and funerals and, you know, I feel like I'm just in there, you know. You feel like part of the family? Yeah, as much as I can, being that I didn't grow up with any of them. But, you know, they're so welcoming. It's been really nice. Did you ever talk to them about how your maternal family was towards you? 
I did mention that none of them will have anything to do with me anymore. And they don't even like understand that mindset. They're just not like that at all. It's weird how different people are because that's the way my dad's mother's children were. They just said, you know, his father left my mother and we don't want anything to do with them. And I told my dad and he's like, it wasn't my fault. Wouldn't you know what the heck? Yep, so exactly. It's like people just get these ideas in their head and they just keep going with them, I guess. Well, I mean, my brother had said to me, like, well, you didn't do anything wrong. It's not your fault. But he still decided to have nothing to do with me. So hmm. who the heck knows? They just couldn't deal with it. I don't know. I feel yeah. like they're mad at their mom, so they'll take it out on me. I mean, it's not like you were from an affair or something, you know? And that was so long ago. It's not right. like having a child out of marriage is not as taboo as it was. Right, right. I mean, are they like really religious or something? Not that I can tell. I don't think so. Even that, I feel like they don't push that as hard as they used to. Yeah. So who knows? I would love to hear the reason. Yeah. But I'm sure I never will. Yeah. So it's been 10 years since you got in contact with your maternal family. And probably about the same time as your paternal family. Is that correct? A A little bit less time. It took, I don't know. I don't even remember when I did the DNA test, but maybe it's a little less than 10 years since the paternal family was found. Yeah, I think I took a little break in between. So do you feel like the relationships with the paternal siblings have really grown over the years? Yeah, but you know, it's funny because just being who I am, I still think like any day they could just decide to be done with me. Yeah, it's funny like that, because it's like these people don't have to talk to you. So you're like, what if I put something on Facebook and they don't like it? Right. <laughs> yeah. What if I don't send them a Christmas card? or something? Right. Who knows? Because people don't tell me they just go away. Right. So yeah, I don't know what I would do to offend them. But so far, so good. And it's such a like fragile relationship to begin with. It's like right. just the beginning and for them to just turn you away like that. It's weird. Yeah. So do you still have relationships with anyone in your adoptive family? Yeah, let's see. There's not a lot of people really left, but cousins a little bit, my sister, her kids. So, you know, I only had the one sister. So, you know, my parents are dead, no aunts and uncles left. So a couple of cousins and, you know, we're okay. So you had mentioned that your birth mother was here alone as an immigrant from Scotland. Do you feel like that may have influenced her decision to give you up for adoption? Like maybe she just felt like she was on her own? Possibly. Yeah, she didn't have anybody. You know, her father was over there. Her mother was dead. So she didn't really have a lot of support here. What are your feelings on adoption being that you're a baby scoop or adoptee? Well, you know, the closed adoption, I just think it's horrible. The secret's are just terrible you can't grow up like that and not know where you're from or who you're from I mean I know some people imagine like oh my father was a prince and da, da, da. Yeah. I never thought that <laughs> I thought horrible things but it could it could be anything your imagination runs wild and you need answers yeah so I I hate adoption like that you know your mother giving you up it like crushes you and whoever takes you in after that it's not going to make up for it like being adopted is fine but being given away is terrible yeah once you're old enough to realize that's actually what happened they would say ridiculous things to me like your parents loved you so they gave you what like if i love this puppy i'm gonna give it away that makes no sense to me yeah why are you lying but i would just say "Mm -hmm, okay and hope they would just shut up and not try to tell me any of this anymore because i was not buying it as far as i can remember 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of people tell me what their adoptive parents told them, and it's all over the place, some of the stuff that they would say to kids. And I guess they really didn't have any guidance or anything, but some of the stuff they came up with was pretty wild. Well, I think, you know, the times sort of dictated, like, how we're going to look at it. And I think my parents maybe followed some coaching. Like, back then they told children, like, you were chosen. So my mother would say that to me. It's like, yeah, okay, but I wasn't chosen. I was just like the next baby coming down the pike. So they took me out. Like, it wasn't like I want her. Were your parents religious? Was that part of their background? Um, yeah, I mean, they went to, let's say they were Catholic. They went to church every week and therefore I had to go to church every week. So yes, they wanted a good Catholic baby. Yeah. So that kind of played into the whole you were chosen thing. Like God gave you to us. Right. How do you think your life's changed now that you met your birth families? I mean, I guess it just gives me, I don't have to imagine all the time what they might be like or, you know, it just solves a lot of missing pieces of the puzzle. So because it's exhausting, all the wondering you do. Yeah, it answers your Um, questions. Yeah. And no matter what, like if it's something terrible or something wonderful, I think it's just better to know. So you feel like you kind of had some questions answered. Definitely. Got a little, I guess, closure. You know, I know what my mother's side is about. Okay, fine. And luckily my father's side isn't like that, but great. I don't know. So it's, it's healing, I think, to find all this out. Were you able to like learn anything about your mother? And do you think things would have been different had she still been alive? I don't know. I feel like she might have been one of those people who said, never contact me or I'll call the police. Yeah. Just judging from the way her kids reacted, I think she would have been worse. When I found out who she was, I found out she was also dead, like immediately. So I was relieved more than anything. Like, she can't reject me. She's dead. You know, which is kind of sad. Like, I wasn't sad about it. Yeah. But... I feel like, yeah, she wouldn't probably be open to talking to me or anything and would not want me to contact her children. So when you got the non-identifying information, did they reach out to her at that point? I know when my dad did his through Catholic Charities, that was like, you know, we got in contact with them. They don't want to talk to you, but here, we'll give you this instead, you know? (laughs) Oh, they didn't mention that. I'm not, she might have already been dead. It was right around the time she died, I think. But what they did do in New York at that time was you didn't have to pay for the information, but you had to register with the registry in New York to see if anyone was looking for you or, you know. So, and it was $50 back then, and I paid that, and I got a letter from the registry saying, yeah, no one's looking for you. You don't have to worry. No one cares, basically. No, you know, which felt great. So that's all that happened with that. It's not like they said they tried to reach out to her. Okay. Yeah, that's weird how every state does different things. And I've never heard of that one where you have to pay to be on a registry. Yeah, I was like, what does that have to do with anything? But okay, I'll do it. Yeah, with the internet now, I'm sure they're not getting people to still pay for it <laughs> right. at this point. I hope not, but... So when you met your paternal siblings, did you look like them? And did you have like any common interest with them? It's funny. I feel like we're very different. But, you know, I love that they sent me like a million pictures of all their lives growing up and, you know, and like our grandmother and all this other stuff. And I noticed like the one sister and I as teenagers, we did kind of look alike, which has been 
verified, I guess, by some nieces. And like, it's not just me that thinks that. So it was nice. I saw a little resemblance. And a weird thing with my father, which I don't really thank him for, but we both have widow's peaks, which I never enjoyed. But it's nice to see where it came from. Yeah. Did you feel like you guys had stuff in common? I mean, did you have a lot to talk about? Were you similar kind of people? I feel like we grew up so differently, you know, the usual thing of the adopting more money than the birth family kind of played into it. You know, my parents were more materialistic than my siblings' parents or families. So it's kind of different like that. But I, I mean, I was always able to relate to them and talk to them and love to hear them just tell me stories about my father and themselves. Nothing seemed to get in the way, even though I feel like we were pretty different. Did you grow up in the same area as them? New York, New Jersey, right? Yeah, not too far. Not too far away. So I do always wonder, like, could we have crossed paths? Or like, even, I never thought about it that much growing up, but I could have dated a brother, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I had somebody recently say that, like... She would always look for people and be like, are you adopted? (laughs) We could be related. I never thought about it at the time, but now I'm like, you know, it it could have happened. I mean, it didn't, but could have, right? And then it was funny because I never told anyone I was adopted. No boyfriends knew or anything like that until I was dating my husband. He was like the first person I told. And he didn't believe me. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm not going to (laughs) really argue with you, whatever. And then we got engaged and I told my mother, you know, I told my parents. And my mother's like, does he know you're adopted? And I was like, I told him, but he didn't believe me. She's like, you tell him right now. And I, I think, I don't know if she was wondering, are we related or is he going to hate me because I'm adopted? Like, I don't know what her thought was. So I did tell him. And then he said, why didn't you ever tell me? Uh-huh. I was like, uh, I did, but you didn't believe me. So, but anyway, he's not my brother. So it's okay. Did you look enough like your adoptive family that somebody would not believe you? I did look enough like them. You yeah. know, my mother is Italian, was Italian because she's dead, but also my birth father was Italian. So I kind of had Italian adopted and Italian biological. So mm-hmm. I did fit in. You know, we just all had dark hair and kind of looked alike ish. But one time my boyfriend came over at Christmas. I guess I was in high school and, you know, my whole family was there. And as he's leaving, he looks at my face and he's like, you know, you don't look like anyone in your family. And I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I didn't volunteer anything. And he just stated that. And I guess he didn't really think much about it. But I was like, hey, I'm not telling this guy that I'm adopted unless he wants to pull it out of me, which he didn't. So, but that was the only time anyone ever said anything. Normally, I really just blended in. I'm shocked that a high school boy was observant enough to notice that. (laughs) Yeah, especially this one, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the only time anyone ever said anything like that. Wow. So you didn't tell friends or anything? It was just... No, it mortified me. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I guess with your mother's reaction to, did you tell him you were adopted? Then (laughs) I could see why you didn't really... You tell him right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're a felon or something. And... Oh, this is a good thing. Uh, I mean, it's not a good thing, but also, you know, my mother was very difficult uh, growing up. And (laughs) my, well, 
male fiance at the time when I told him I was adopted. He's like, thank God you're not related to her. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so he was happy about it. <laughs> he was happy to see he wasn't marrying your mother. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. So I really just have one more question. What would you tell people who are entering into the journey of reunion? <sighs> Brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have expectations, but, you know, do it. Find out for yourself. No matter what it is, it's better to know. And you never know how weird people are going to be or, you know, and don't take it personally. Although that's so hard to do. Yeah. You know, just don't take it personally if you can help it. Yeah. And just connect with other people who've been through it because they'll understand and no one else will, you know. Did you spend much time in like the support groups and stuff when you were going through that? Yes. And that helped a lot. Yeah. I mean, you just hear their stories are all over the place mm -hmm. from amazingly wonderful to absolutely horrible. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's nice to know you're not the only person who's going through it though, right? Absolutely. It's horrible to know that so many people are rejected, but yet it's comforting. Like it's not just me. Mm-hmm. And how could it be, you know, they don't know me, what the heck, you know? Yeah. It's not personal, but it really does feel that way. I have no idea why people do the things they do. Yeah, I don't know how they can. They're not in my shoes. They don't understand how it feels to me, so. Right, exactly. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. If you have experienced an adoption reunion and would like to speak about it, please contact me at whathappensafterpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out the show's Instagram to see pictures of my guests. Listen next time to find out what happens after. Thanks for listening. <laughs>